All right, guys, this week it is a very, very encouraging episode. There's hope for the next generation. We've got a young man, he's 17 years old, just turned 17, Brylan Hollyhand, who's the publisher of the Truth Gazette. He's been doing this for a little while now and is actually pretty darn successful. It's 17 years old, had incredible interviews with some of the biggest names in conservatism. Um, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm just going to be honest. Some of the, the interviews he's been able to pull, I haven't been able to get guests that big. So it's pretty incredible. We're, we're going to have him come on, tell his story, talk about building the Truth Gazette and what it does. Uh, and then we're really going to dive into how is alternative media going to shape the next presidential election and beyond. And our behind the scenes segment you're definitely going to want to tune in for is a Gen Zers perspective on media and politics. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome everyone to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this year podcast, where we're pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. We have an excellent episode for you today. There's hope for the future of conservative media, and we're bringing in Brylan Hollyhand, who's the publisher of the Truth Gazette. The Truth Gazette is a publication based out of Tuscaloosa, where Brylan resides. It is a conservative publication that covers things from all around the country uh, from a conservative perspective uh, in all things politics. And uh, Brylan has a pretty incredible media presence, and he's interviewed some of the biggest names in national politics. I'm a little bit jealous uh, <laughs> of the interviews he consistently gets. Um, so we will be talking to him. We're going to be talking to him about his story. Um, how did he have a rise to you know um, media fame as a he's now 17, but it started when he was much younger. Uh, how did that come about? Um, where did the idea come from? And then we want to hear a little bit about the Truth Gazette and our primary conversation is really going to zero in on how is alternative media going to influence the 2024 presidential election and then elections to, to follow really Senate and everything else. So we're going to discuss that. But before we do, we want to uh, ask you guys to join the fight and say Alabama needs 1819 News. 18, 1819 News needs you uh, to sign up and become a member. Memberships start as little as $5 a month. With that, you'll get some pretty cool merch. Uh, and you'll have access to behind-the-scenes content, which we will be doing today as well, where we will talk about the state of media and politics from a Gen Z perspective with Brylan. And so please go on there, support honest journalism, support nonprofit journalism, sign up, become a member. Memberships start as little as $5 a month. If you want to give more, and we would encourage you to, uh, you can do that, and your level of merch will go up with that. So um, please do that, 1819news.com. Press the button, become a member, and do that today. So enough of all that. We're going to welcome in our guest, Brian. Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Brian, thanks for having me. I love 1819 News. It's an honor to be here in Birmingham with you, and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it um been really, uh, as I jumped into the, the media landscape, um, discovered you rather quickly because of your social media presence and the stuff that you're doing and the big interviews and things like that. And we uh, became social media friends quickly. And then at the Tucker Carlson event, we actually yes. got to meet each other for the first time. So that was awesome. Um, I am intrigued um, by um, really the your youthful, you know, the fact of your age mixed with the success that you've had and the, the prominence that you have on social media and the interviews that you get. Um, I'm just intrigued by that. And so I wanted to have you come on and tell us your story 
where were you born? <clears throat> Tell us about your parents. Tell us just your story. How did you, how did you get here? How did this happen? Um, I think other people would love to hear about that as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody looks at this like, oh my gosh, your parents, you know, must be like really heavily into politics and they must have forced you into this. Um, my yeah. parents are not into politics at all. They have to be, you know, Christian, conservative. I was raised with these values, yeah. but at no point was it like, Brylon's going to be a political prodigy or something yeah. like that. Uh, it, I'll take you, let's take a little walk in memory lane. It yeah. all started 2016. I was 10 years old and it was, it was in the heat of the 2016 election. And everybody mm. else was kind of wanting to stay back from that. Yeah. They didn't like all, uh, everything that was going on right then. It, it was too much kind of clashing between Trump and Hillary. Most yeah. people would stay back, but I loved it. Yeah. And I, I really hadn't you know, gotten much into politics. Most 10-year-olds don't. Yeah. Uh, but I was flipping through the channels. We were sitting in the living room one night, and one of the debates came up between Trump and Hillary. Yeah. And I was like, this is interesting. I'm, I'm, I kind of like this. Uh, and I you know, kind of watched the election. I remember you know, waking up election day. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, is Trump going to win? And like, oh, you're not going to know until the polls close at 7 tonight. And, of course, it was the next morning when I woke up on my way to school, and they were like, look, you know, Trump won. Everybody was shocked across the country. Yeah. It wasn't until next July, it was July of 2017, I was the, at the age of 11, uh, that I founded the Truth Gazette. And okay. I, I still remember it vividly. Uh, I, I just learned how to use Word in like our computer class in, in yeah. middle school. Uh, but I opened up a Word document. It was a Sunday morning. And I just started typing the Truth Gazette. It, it was At that point, it was just you know a weekly kind of summary of what happened in the world. And it really started with the same mission of 1819. The truth of our nation's politics was not being accurately represented. Yeah. And I really, really, really wanted to make sure that we could get that out there and wanted yeah. to fight back against fake news because nobody was really doing that. There wasn't yeah. much alternative media until yeah. you know, kind of 2016 came and, and Trump really shook up the whole landscape. And we yeah. were like, well, if he can do it, we can. Yeah. Uh, so my perspective at that point from an 11-year-old was if the adults aren't going to do it, I'm going to have to. Yeah. And so that's what happened. And I stepped up and I, I founded the Truth Gazette in July of 2017. And here we are. I think this is the six-year anniversary next yeah. month, this July. So it's incredible. It's insane how much I think we've done like 55 interviews, yeah. uh, you know, dozens of articles and all, you know, podcasts now and all this type yeah. of stuff are growing. So it's, it's been very successful. It's, it's been a blessing to do all of this. Um, and, and as you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So how much of it is, you know, I obviously I have a, a fairly good sized staff uh, that, you know, pumps out content, um, schedules things, keeps the trains on the tracks. <laughs> um, are you a, a one man show? You, you do it all. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, back when it was articles, simply I wrote the articles, you know, I'd, I'd edit it all, I'd get it out, not have my mom, you know, spell check it before yeah. I, I sent it out. I think, I think when we started, it was seven subscribers. It was yeah. literally like aunts, uncles, maybe a cousin or two, yeah. and I would email it. And now we were, we got like a, a, a broadband audience of like two hundred thousand plus or something, yeah. which is is insane how much it's grown. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's really me. It's a one man show. Um, you know, I, I write everything, I edit everything, I produce everything, publish everything. Um, so you've, I've kind of had to learn how to use iMovie and, and, and Adobe and stuff like that uh, to yeah. get videos out there. Um, I mean, all, all the tweets, the graphics, every, everything's, you know, I've just had to learn along the way. Uh, so I, when you look back, when your Facebook memories pop up, I'm like, oh, I put that graphic out. I was like, yeah. I can do better than that now. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely have had the support of countless people. I can't say this is all yeah. me because, it, I mean, mom, dad, everybody that's, you know, chauffeured yeah. me around the country the past, you know, I guess six years now, Yeah. Um, uh, you know, could not have done it without them. But the actual, the day-to-day -day work of the Truth Gazette and the other work I do in politics, you know, yeah. has been me. Um, maybe one day it'll be a staff, you know, we'll kind yeah. of see where this goes, but you know, you, you're blessed to have a great team at 1819 yeah. and I'm a buddy, Jeff Porsche, you know, you're new yeah. editor in chief and you know, I've got a great crew yeah. that he'll be, be spearheading. You've done a good job, you know, as CEO so far. And I go, is it 19 months, something like that? We've been publishing for this, 19 so. months, but we actually, July 1st was our start date. So we, wow. we well, officially yeah. began okay. in July as well. So. Wow. Well, yeah. almost congrats on, on that yeah. and, and really, really a lot of success with y'all so far. So I can't wait to see where you go. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. So, um, 
give us a little bit more on like on the Truth Gazette. Like what is it? What is it that what how many articles do you guys put out a week? How many podcasts? How many interviews? Or is there a schedule to it? Is it, you know, uh and ultimately what do you what do you hope to accomplish? Sure, sure. So I I guess I've tried multiple times throughout the six years to come up with some sort of schedule. Uh, but it's difficult when you're in school from seven hours a day, five days a week, to have like a every Wednesday I'm coming up with a podcast. And on yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays I put this article. It's difficult. So there's not necessarily like a set schedule, yeah. uh, but we try to pump as many sit-down interviews out as we can get. You know, we've yeah. got the podcast of Brian Holland Show. I get op-eds out. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of what we've been doing. A lot of it, social media now, we've grown up, you know, put tweets out, you know, multiple times a day. Um, so that, that's really where we're at right now. It's not necessarily like a set schedule because I don't really have the staff to facilitate that. You know, maybe I'll be out late this one night with friends or I've got this event I've got to go do with school or I've got a football game on a Friday. So I can't promise that I, I you know, always going to have this out on yeah. Tuesday or Thursday or something like that. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, consistent content, you know, constantly being pumped out over the last six years. Interesting. In my mind, with all you've been able to do, I just assumed you were a homeschooler. <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, I was actually in a public school right before all this started, and conveniently, it was not planned or anything, but just conveniently, I happened to switch to private around the same time I got interested in politics. Okay. I guess that time of the, the 2016 election was my fall semester, I guess, of my fourth grade year. So okay. I just switched from public to private just for smaller class sizes, that type of thing. I, I love oh, the public school I went to, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm real big on not going to public school. So <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Big school me. choice guy. Yeah. So that, that's... <laughs> That's kind of where we were at with that. And it conveniently worked out that my, my school's been so appreciative of, of letting me, you know, take off two or three days yeah. to go. I was just in New Hampshire, like yeah. right before exams. Yeah. And so I had to email my, my headmaster. She's like, hey, I've got a fl-. It was a CNN town hall yeah. with Trump. And I was like, hey, I've got to fly to this. You know, it'll be, I'm trying to make it as short of a trip as possible. I'll be back for exams. Don't worry. And she was yeah. like, as long as you're studying, you're good on your exams, you're good. So I'm very appreciative. So people like that have helped yeah. you along the way and kind of shaped this to make it what it is. Yeah. Would not have been able to if they wouldn't let me leave school. Uh, awesome. So it's just little people like that over the past six years that have made this where it is. That's cool. And it's cool just to, you know, um, the, the, reputation that Gen Z and, and the younger kind of millennials get, um, you're obviously defying a lot of that. And <laughs> it's always a funny thing too, that, you know, boomers want to label millennials and whatever. And it's like, well, you know, who raised us, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, but before we get to bashing on boomers, which is our entire audience, uh, I'm going to not do that. So, um, who, who's your favorite interview that you've done of all the pieces? I'm always blown away by the people you've been able to interview. Who, who's your favorite that's a good question, and I'm not dodging, but yeah. I don't know if I have like one specific one. But I will yeah. tell you this: there's been so many cool ones. Like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I land that? Like yeah. how did, how at the age of 12 did I get that interview with with Charlie or Candace or that yeah. like that type of thing? How did I make that happen? Yeah. So I look at the venues of like where the yeah. interview was. So I had the honor of doing two before yeah. the age of 15 in the West Wing of the White House. I mean, wow. we're talking in the press secretary's office. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to the West Wing, but it's right across the hallway from the Oval Office. I mean, yeah. you were literally like three steps from the most powerful person in the world. And I'm sitting there, 12 year old Brylin, like just got on my juice box. And I'm sitting here doing an interview. Like it's, yeah. it's insane of like how we were able to accomplish it. And it was successful. And it was like yeah. a news breaking interview. So the first one was Stephanie Grisham when she was the White House press secretary. Later mm-hmm. on, I came back towards the end of the Trump administration. Yeah. It's the first term and did a sit down with Kayla McEnany. Ended up interviewing all four of Trump's press secretaries, Sarah Sanders or Sean Spicer before her, Sean yeah. Spicer, Sarah Sanders, Stephanie Grisham, Kayla McEnany. We landed all four interviews and I did all four sit downs and, you know, talked about their times and it was incredible. I did one with Donald Trump Jr., you know, President Trump's son at a shooting yeah. range in Georgia. Like where else would you interview Don Jr. than a gun range? Like it was yeah. a perfect, perfect setting. Uh, you know, we, we just did one with Mike Pence a few weeks ago, right yeah. before he announced, like a week or two before he announced his presidential run, he was coming through Tuscaloosa on his tour with Young Americans uh, for 
freedom. And and we did the interview in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yeah. Like of all of the places to sit down with a former vice president, they have a local TV studio. Well, that's where they booked it to the interview. So I walk in like, you're not going to believe where we're doing this interview in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yeah. So I put a little video out on Twitter and was like, hey, I'm here at Bryant-Denny. Guess who I just sat down with? Spoiler alert, it's not Nick Saban. Because it wasn't Saban, it was yeah. Mike Pence. And who would have thought? Yeah. So like you do, you look back at stuff like that. We've had Ben Carson, we've had Sean Hannity, like these huge, huge, huge names in conservative media that didn't have to give their time to a 11, 12, 13-year-old, but they did. And they gave yeah. me that big break. And I'm here today, you know, representing my generation because they did. So yeah. I'm so incredibly thankful and blessed for what we've done. Well, I know, you know, just from my perspective, um, I think that probably plays a part in it is because- it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope for, you know, conservative <laughs> principles and ideals and being outspoken sure, yeah. uh, in the Gen Z, or at least there's a feeling of that. And you defied that. And so they, they were like, look at this guy, man. <laughs> you know? So I think that's cool. Well, awesome. Well, I want to talk to you about, um, obviously, someone who has experience in media is watching different types of media and watching kind of the fall of Fox News that I would call it. Um, you know, they fired Bill O'Reilly and put Tucker Carlson in, mm-hmm. was paying Tucker a fraction of what they were paying Bill O'Reilly. And they thought, oh, this is it. As soon as someone gets big, we'll just fire him <laughs> and stick someone else in there. It's like, well, you'll never get another Tucker Carlson. Like Bill O'Reilly was good. Tucker Carlson is the best I think there ever has Absolutely. been and, and probably will be. Um, and I don't know. I mean, do you have any guesses on why they fired him? I don't have any guesses on why they fired him. Um, but I know that, you know, you and I were just with Tucker a few yeah. weeks ago and, and he's a friend of mine and yeah. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Tucker. Yeah. And people are constantly like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I'm always, I want to do what Tucker does. Like yeah. I want, I don't want to you know be a politician or anything like that. I don't want to be like a unbiased reporter. I yeah. want to have an hour of uninterrupted, just give, you know, give my opinion, give commentary, kind of a breakdown of what's going on in politics yeah. to a national audience. Like that's the eventual goal. And Tucker was like leaving that out. Yeah. And so I was driving home from an event in Mississippi and my phone went off and it was a text from a friend of mine who works at Fox News. Yeah. And he said, something's about to break. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. He's got a scoop. Like I thought like there was something yeah. coming and it wasn't even five minutes later. And I don't know, I guess Politico broke. I don't remember who originally yeah. broke it, but it came out and I was like, oh my gosh, they I was like, this isn't true. It's yeah. not true. And I texted him, I was like, this is this is like fake news. He goes, no, 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 it, it's right. We don't know why, but it's right. Yeah. And so I think we've all just been shocked since then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, it doesn't make sense from a business point of view why you would do that. Tucker was the top of the top. Yeah. You know, I've talked to him since then. I'm, I'm glad, you know, he's he's doing yeah. good. And uh, I, I was joking with him when we walked up, we were at that dinner yeah. and, and he walked up and he had like this incredible like suntan. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, you getting the Trump spray tan? Yeah. Like, was this is like, I think it was like exactly a week after he got fired. I was like, what yeah. are you doing, Tucker? Are you getting a spray tan now? Yeah. And he said, no, man, I fish every morning. I golf every afternoon and I'm still getting paid by Fox from the severance package. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the best deal ever. So he, he he's, he's living it right now. Yeah. And now he's bringing back his Tucker on Twitter show. So he's doing it. He's, he's living the dream. He's doing a great job. But hopefully, you know, He'll work his contract out with Fox. We'll see him back on cable soon. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I, yeah, I don't I think actually, Fox made a good I, business choice. I, I hope he doesn't work it out with Fox in the sense of, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see him do a deal with uh, a real deal with Elon and then them actually put cool. all of that Twitter really or cool, yeah. X, right, as he's going to be calling it, <laughs> yeah. uh, all those resources behind Twitter because you've got sure. Elon who's proven to be, you know, just unbelievably committed to Princeton. He's not, and again, so I was listening to uh, RFK mm-hmm. on Joe Rogan on the on the ride up here. I live an hour and a half uh, from Birmingham. I live in okay. Wetumpka. So I was listening to the RFK interview on Joe Rogan, you know, um, and you see Joe Rogan, you see Elon Musk, you see Jordan Peterson. These people are not conservatives, but they've had courage and they're clear thinkers. And if sure. you have courage and you're a clear thinker, 
whether you consider yourself a conservative or not, you're going to get lumped in with, right? And, and when I started out in news, it was in the radio news realm, and I was on the business end of it, getting radio stations to pick up USA Radio News. Um, there was a thing that I kind of realized is if, if, if you're not radically left, you're right. Sure. <laughs> you could actually be yeah. down the middle. There mm-hmm. was no middle. Like if, if you weren't um, echoing the talking points, that meant you were radical right wingers. Yep. Like the truth is radically right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we started 1819, all the rumors down in the legislature in the state house, oh, those guys are radical right wingers, man. They're really radically right. They're so far right. And so as I met with people of influence throughout the state, they're like, well, my friends at the, in the state house say that you're a radical right winger. I'm like, okay, <laughs> walk through this with me. You know, so we'll go to the craziest things. Do you think the election was stolen? Absolutely was stolen. Okay. Uh, Do you think COVID response was kind of poor and that there may have been some, you know, monetary incentives that made it go that way? Well, of course, it was egregious. Okay. Those are the extreme things. What's, you know, uh, I think that the people should keep more of their taxes. I think that's Republican Party platform stuff, not crazy right winger (laughs) stuff. Um, Are, you know, the state of education in, in Alabama is egregious. Something needs to be done. Yeah, I think so. Welcome to the far right, buddy. <laughs> right. And and so anyway, all of this, but it's it's just it's interesting. And that's really what I want to bring into the conversation is these alternate media people um that aren't even really conservatives have really um revolutionized media. So you have Tucker on Twitter mm-hmm. getting 10x his ratings on Twitter oh, yeah. that he's like recording in his basement, <laughs> yeah. right? With obviously a very, you know, nice production staff and everything that's doing, you know, like he always does, but still in his basement or wherever he's doing it is getting 10x his views on Fox News. You see Joe Rogan interviewing um oh Robert Malone, yep. Dr. Robert Malone, yep. 50 million downloads. Mm-hmm. You can't fathom that on uh, a cable news network yeah. situation, 50 million. That's like Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. So yeah. um, I think, uh, and what I want to hear your thoughts, I, I think um, that type of alternative news, and what I mean by alternative news, it's not ABC, it's not CBS, it's not NBC, it's not CNN, it's not Fox News, mm-hmm. right? So anything outside of those things, and OAN and Newsmax, they're their hands are tied. They're only going to be able to get so big because sure. they're going to, you know, they're going to run into the fact like, okay, well, if you want to be carried in these cable packages, you can't say this, 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 exactly. and this. Yeah. So their hands are tied. Sure. So you look at Twitter, you look at podcasts, you look at, you know, any of these people, maybe just individuals who have a large following on Twitter or whatever social media are now really beginning to affect the polls. What are oh, yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I know we were talking just before we came on, yeah. but I'm a huge fan of alternative media. Yeah. I mean, that's what you and I are. Yeah. That's what this you know whole culture, this movement is. Uh, I think when I first came into this in you know, 2016, 2017, if you t- walked up to somebody and say you asked me, where do I get my news? And I said, oh, from social media, I would be the crazy guy. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's so like, you know, that's false. Like you don't, yeah. you get your news from social media. Like I read the New York Times every morning. Yeah. Awesome for you. <laughs> but now, like, great. Awesome. You're paying their bills. Wonderful. Yeah. Nobody else is now. Yeah. Um, but now, when you say social media, like, oh, I get my news from social media every morning, they're like, oh, okay, like, that's what I do too. That's yeah. just normal. I wake up every morning, say it's a school day, okay? Let's say yeah. we're back in school time, August comes around. Every morning, my alarm goes off, 6 37. First thing I do, check Twitter. I, I, you know, scroll through the top articles, then I check my email, read my, you know, morning newsletters. But social media is the first place because that's where it is instantly now. That's how yeah. it works. That's, you know, this, this culture of alternative media. But it used to, you were crazy. I mean, you were just, oh my, you really? You get your stuff on social media? Yeah, I do. And so now we've kind of, you know, normalized that into the point of where print is dying, where, yeah. you know, you can, you kind of radio, you know, dropping listeners. Now cable is yeah. dying uh, with stuff like this. So social media is the one that's, rising supremely because yeah. everybody has access to it. You know, a big thing we'll talk about later is my work with Gen Z and, you know, being a part of Gen Z here, a young person, um, is that 
a lot of Gen Z is college students. They don't yeah. have cable news. You don't go to wherever college you go to. Most you know people go to say you don't buy a cable package. Yeah. They have you know Netflix. They have you know Prime that type of yeah. stuff. Apple TV. So they can watch this stuff if you stream it. They can watch this stuff, stuff like that. They, they're not checking Fox News every night. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I, I love Tucker, and I used to watch Tucker every night at seven, you know, Central here. I'd have a little alarm go off my phone, you know, to check Tucker out, see what his monologue was that night. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched a whole show on Fox though. I mean, like, oh. I, I just don't, that's not how the world works. No, I don't sit and watch an hour of cable every night at eight o'clock. I don't yeah. watch the 10 o'clock. You know, it just, it doesn't work. Like well, that. in Alabama, it's 24 seven. Sure. Like literally yeah. it's just on Fox news and yes. the TV doesn't turn off until you go to <laughs> yes. bed and five in the morning you wake up and yep. it's just on Fox news. You can yep. drive down a dirt road in, in Alabama and look into people's <laughs> houses when you're driving down the road and there's Hannity, yep. right? It's just, that's just the culture. Yeah. Um, and, and I do, and I'm with you. I think that that's kind of going away. The only time I ever watch Fox news, uh, cause I don't, I'm 38 and sure. I don't buy a cable yeah. package. I got yeah. kids. I don't want them having cable. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, and so we, we don't either. So I, I used to, um, I, I would watch Laura Ingram or Tucker when I went to like, if I stayed at a hotel, if I was yeah. on a business trip or something, that was yeah. it. And those are really the only two, yeah. my old, two the guy that, the network, yeah, yeah, the, the guy that trained me in media created Laura Ingram's radio show. Oh, wow. His name's Lee Habib. And yeah. so I've always loved Laura. Uh, and then obviously Tucker, but, um, man, just, I think the, 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 just the overall potential though, um, that's coming about with Twitter, um, with all these other, uh, it's re- it's not even really all these other, because that was the question I was going to ask you, how big is it that Elon Musk bought Twitter? Oh, it's huge. I mean, like, I cannot tell you the difference that I've been on Twitter since I guess I started in 2017. I cannot tell you the growth that I've seen just since. I mean, it's, it's, how many? I don't know how long ago we took it over, but just the, yeah. in the past few months, how much growth we've seen since he's taken over. It, it's insane. So we used to say that, say this happened, you know, a year or two ago when, you know, Elon didn't own Twitter. Say Tucker said he was going to go to Twitter. First of all, he couldn't post this long of a video because Twitter yeah. just didn't allow it. What was it like? Yeah. Two minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. So first of all, that would have been the first issue. Second of all, nobody was using Twitter. Twitter was dying before Elon Musk bought yeah. it. Nobody would have watched Tucker. Yeah. He would have just been in his basement filming videos and nobody would have seen it. I mean, we would have, but other than that, no, it wouldn't have had this huge audience of like hundreds of millions of, of views yeah. that he's getting. So he's really turned the whole game around. Yeah. It, it, and it's it, it's incredible how he's really given alternative media like this presence now. Yeah. And it's really beat. I mean, now you see, you know, all these other networks and stuff picking up their stuff on social media. You should, oh, you just tune into our show, you see it, whatever. Now they're clipping their stuff and they're posting online because that's where people see it. I go on TV all the time, multiple times a week. You know, I, I've got two or three appearances next week just on, you know, cable news. Nobody sees it. Yeah. So I clip it, I post it. It gets 10 times more views on my social media than it does in the actual network. Mm. And we're talking about like the top net. I mean, these are incredible yeah. people. I'm, I'm you know, blessed they're having me on. It doesn't get the views on there. Nobody yeah. sees what I say. I clip it, I post it on Twitter, I post it on Instagram, I post it on Facebook, 10 times more views instantly. And it's insane how it works like that now. That was actually how I used to have to watch the monologues for Tucker. <laughs> yeah. I would have to go on, you know, YouTube yep. or something. Yep. And then I finally <laughs> broke down and got the Fox Nation app. Mm, yes. Five days after I get it, they fired Tucker. And I was oh, like, goodness. <laughs> so I held on to it for like three more days and watched as many as yeah. the, um, what is the, 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 uh, the show where he just, he was in like the, the studio and he Tucker just did Originals interviews. or Tucker uh, today or yeah, whatever. It yeah. Was. I think it's Tucker, Tucker Carlson today. today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. watched as many of yeah. those as I could. They're, they're so they're good. Really, yes. And then yes. I deleted it exactly yeah. get rid of this crap and that, that's really cool i'll point out with this tucker carlson today yeah. show that's kind of what i enjoy doing so say i have on let's i'm trying to think of so we had on mike pence okay yeah. like a month ago we have on mike pence that was a good say 30 35 minute interview okay 
when say Mike Pence goes on Fox and Friends morning, it's maybe a five minute segment. Yeah. So when you really have this alternative style, you get to have a lot more in depth conversation. I get to have I normally do eight to ten questions. I know you probably have the same yeah. same setup. That's eight to ten different topics. I'm getting Mike Pence on the record talking about. Yeah. We just had on uh, Kellyanne Conway right you know right before Mike yeah. Pence, incredible person, really ran Trump's campaign to victory in 2016, yeah. and he needs to get her back on the campaign in 24. And that's really what the interview is about. You know, kind of what can he do? You know, he's obviously doing incredible in the polls. What can he do to beat Biden? You know, come November 5th, 2024, that was the interview. It, it's insane the view count that we can get on that. Again, another 30-ish minute interview because we can talk about so much. We can start at 2016 and talk about that race. We can talk about what went wrong in 2020. We can talk about what he needs to do in 2024. If she goes on Hannity tonight, awesome. It'll be a great interview, but she might be on there five minutes. That's talking points. That's exactly. all you have time yes. to do is just hit your talking yes. points and get off. Exactly. And and the, the reason I love Rogan uh, so much uh you know, there's a lot of, you know, more profanity than I like in my media. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, at this point, I'm almost getting numb to it because I listen to him so much. But uh, three hours. Oh, yeah. You're talking about world-renowned <laughs> experts. No one ever would have thought to do that. I'm yeah. going to sit down with Robert Malone or Peter McCullough sure. or RFK. Those guys are obviously COVID guys. But uh, I'm going to sit down with this, you know, UFC fighter, stand-up comedian. And I'm just going to listen to, you know, this guy <laughs> that got arrested and went to prison. And yeah. you're just going to let him talk for three hours. And yeah. you're just like, whoa, yeah. you can't oh, yeah. do that. Like you said, in yeah. that five-minute, eight-minute clip. And even on radio, you've got those commercial breaks that sure. break it up. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm... I'm super stoked uh, and 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 super encouraged by it, and I and I agree with you. I think um, we we've been brutalized by social media. Oh, okay, eighteen yeah. nineteen. Um, <laughs> like you know, if if there was any sympathy for conservatives, you know, I could uh, you know, I could I could virtue signal or whatever and say I'm a victim. <laughs> um, but but there's none, and I wouldn't do that anyway. But uh, YouTube kicked me off. Okay, oh. and now I felt you know in there. Benevolent dictatorship. They gave me six <laughs> strikes instead of three. Uh, uh, you know, it was uh, very, very kind of the overlords. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't going to stop. I was never going to let YouTube guidelines dictate what I would and wouldn't say and who I would right. have on and who yeah. I wouldn't have on. It's like, I'm going to use YouTube until they kick me off. And they did. And now I've gotten, uh, I had John Croyle sitting in that seat. Uh, you know who he is? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. talked about Big Oak Ranch, 50,000 downloads. Wow. Right. On Rumble. Wow. Rumble, on Rumble yeah. alone. Awesome. 50,000 yeah. downloads. Yeah. So YouTube eat it, sure. you know, yeah. you know, and so they try and do that game. Facebook worse. Okay. The, you know, we'll, we'll, um, we'll do something like, you know, Nick Saban said this to that or whatever, and we'll get like a thousand likes or whatever, or, you know, um, something just very vanilla, you know, thousands sure. of yeah. likes, um, you know, and we're like, uh, K Ivy this, and it's like two likes mm -hmm. or, you know, speaker McCutcheon or let's well, not McCutcheon anymore, whatever, like yeah, yeah. whoever the, if it's political, it just immediately is just, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it's like, man, this is crazy. And so fortunately I, I worked at a company that did all of its conservative news traffic on Facebook and these oh, other right. mediums. And I watched them. That was when Zuckerberg woke up one day and said, I don't yep. like alternative news. I'm going to turn it off. And they had to fire a whole bunch of employees and stuff. And mm. it was, it was brutal. So I watched that. So I said, we're not going to build 1819 on social media platforms. Good. We'll utilize them. Sure. But yeah. our newsletter that goes out every morning at five thirty in the morning is hitting every single person of influence in the state of Alabama. I read plus, it every day. Yeah, it's one see? of the first things I read every morning. Plus, Everybody should sign up to it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> plus, you know, not only does it hit all the the power brokers and people of influence, it also hits everyday ordinary Alabamians exactly. who want to know yes. what's going on. And so that newsletter can't be interfered with, right? To where uh, you know, Facebook and all these others. Well, so I was I've spent absolutely zero dollars trying to expand my social media reach Good. through um, Facebook until 
Elon took over Twitter, and now we're investing heavily in Twitter because I awesome. believe in him. Good, yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's investing in Bitcoin. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate social media, yeah. but I I trust him. So yeah. And so, and we've had um, great success. I think in Good. three months, we went from like 700 followers to 10,000. Wow. Again, because we just didn't yeah. care. Wow. That's like unheard of yeah. previously. Yeah. Wow. And, and the thing is, is we, Twitter was the least friendly. Now, Twitter sure. was designed as a news sharing medium. That's what it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. Very short mm-hmm. excerpts with links. Yep. That's what it was meant to do. Well, it, it turned into, you know, censorship central. Elon opens it up and now all of a sudden we're we're having all kinds of traffic oh, yeah. on it. And he yeah. still has a lot of stuff to clean up and fix. And sure. so it gets more and more sure. every week. Yeah. So anyway, I can ramble on and on about that. But um I'm I'm ecstatic about Twitter. I'm ecstatic about Tucker. I'm ecstatic about Joe Rogan. I'm ecstatic about and you know, they can't you can see how Fox or you know, Fox News basically they were the gatekeeper to the Republican Party oh, nomination. Yeah. Absolutely. You were yes. going to get George Bush, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get John McCain, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney is John the Baptist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Even oh, though yeah. he's a Mormon, he's John yes. the Baptist. Oh, right. Yes. And so yes. that was, they picked and they, they would made, push him on as yes. much as possible. They'd have every single interview. Then yeah. they'd have every single staffer they could get on every single show they could yeah. get. And let me say this. You mentioned Rumble. Okay, yeah. let me tell you a story about this because you asked, you know, kind of how this is going to shape 2024. And I think we have 503 yeah. days. My home screen's a countdown yeah. until November 5th, 2024. That's what I wake up every morning, you know, fighting for. Um, when we look at Rumble, this, you know, obviously free speech, YouTube alternative, it's an incredible platform. Um, we started this, you know, RNC Youth Council a while back. That we'll, you know, we'll talk some more yeah. about, you know, I guess January, February, we kind of yeah. you know, privately got this off the ground. And we just, you know, publicly, you know, announced that we were doing this few weeks ago, right before summer started, we had our first in-person sit-down meeting with Chairwoman McDaniel uh, in March in D.C. CJ and I, you know, CJ Pearson, yeah. a friend of mine, were both co-chairs of this council, uh, came up there. It, it, it was just, it's a circle table, round table here of, of you know, brilliant, brilliant minds from all across the country of Gen Z people. And we're sitting there and we're kind of throwing ideas. I think it was like a three-hour meeting and we're throwing ideas off of each other. And the chairwoman could have easily said, oh, you know, I'm going to check this box off the list and say I met with young people or whatever. But she actually took an idea that CJ and I pitched and has implemented it, you know, coming into, yeah. coming into this debate. August 23rd, the RNC will be hosting the first primary debate. It'll be broadcasting on the Fox News Channel. So they told us this in this meeting back in March. And CJ and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, that's great. But nobody watches Fox anymore. You know, like the, our people that we're trying to get towards Gen Z, they're not the ones watching Fox. You look at the demos, they're not the one watching it. Yeah. They don't have cable. Majority, again, college students, like we just talked yeah. about, they do not have cable. How can we get this debate, get the message from this debate to young people? So they've signed an agreement. They will be broadcasting this on the Fox News channel August 23rd. They will also be simultaneously streaming this on Rumble. Oh, wow. So that way you have, I mean, millions and millions of young people that are on Rumble, all their favorite YouTubers that get kicked off the platform, they get censored, now that are now on Rumble, you, yeah. they can watch this. They will have an opportunity, a chance for the first time, potentially for most yeah. of them, to actually watch this. Now, sure, most of them are, oh, this is boring. This is just a debate and a politics. It'll be interesting. I'll tell you, there will be some yeah. shots fired that night. You know, it'll be interesting uh, with some fireworks between some of the candidates. So I encourage all of them to tune in. We've made it, it, it possible, and I promise we'll look at the numbers afterwards. It will be an insane amount of Gen Z specifically tuning in specifically through Rumble. So yeah. That's the cool thing of just one one example, one story of how it's already shaping 2024. If you told us back in 2016 when you had that huge debate stage, Trump, Cruz, Rubio, everybody up there, oh, we're going to stream this on this startup website, you know, that's coming to fight YouTube. Even if you said you were going to stream the debate on YouTube, are you crazy? Who's going to watch that? Just your, you know, people in your mom's basement who used to watch you know, streams, like nobody does that. 
now here we are 2024 this is it, it could get more views than fox you know what i mean yeah. i mean this is rumble uh, so it's it's really really cool how alternative media is, is shaping up leading up to election day and what, what what i think also is interesting and then um i'll kind of give my prognosis of the influence that alternative media is going to have sure when you watch so joe rogan like we'll say his craziest thing he does he'll have alex jones on no one will have alex jones <laughs> yeah. on so so Joe Rogan will have Alex Jones on and he's sitting there and he just, as soon as Alex will say something that's a little bit off the beaten mm -hmm. path. But what's really funny though, is you can see that like 90% of the stuff Alex is saying is true. Now the 10% that's not, it's crazy. Sure. And Joe's like, Alex, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he has his, his guy, yeah. you know, check it or whatever. And, um, but he, he, he keeps, he keeps people on message and he keeps people making sure that everything is being verified, mm -hmm. but he also just lets them talk. Sure. Yeah. Take Trump on that CNN town hall. Every time he he about got any type of momentum, he, she would just cut him, yep. you know, and, and just have the most him. crazy yep. things to say. And he's like, you are an ugly human or whatever he said. You yeah. are a nasty woman, woman. Nasty yeah. woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, and it's so funny, if Trump and Joe Rogan could kiss and make up, mm -hmm. what an amazing three hours that would be. And it would it would have 100 million downloads. Oh, yeah. It would, it would double Robert Malone. Yep. Right? And, um... I also like the fact that Robert Malone came on my podcast and he's the, he's the most really? downloaded podcast ever is, huh. is Robert Malone on Joe Rogan. Okay. Then he came on my podcast, not once, I but twice. Very uh, and yeah. I'm sure he contributed to my YouTube <laughs> removal. Maybe he feels bad, but uh, I think he's got relatives or something in Dothan. And so he's just got a soft okay. spot in his heart for Alabama. Very and there's cool. been a ton of pushback against the COVID stuff sure. uh, here in Alabama yeah. with concerned doctors and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Very cool. but as far as influence, we talked about Fox news being the Republican primary gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. um, we watched Bernie Sanders get his nomination stolen, right? Mm -hmm. Both from Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. Definitely should have won. And you're talking about the youth being involved and active. I'm not advocating that Bernie Sanders should get the nomination. No. I, I mean, but it was clear that it was stolen from him on two separate occasions. And that was done through the DNC and the media outlets. Okay. So you remove the, the, the media outlets, you know, I think that opens up over on the Democrat side. You're going to see RFK making a strong run sure. at the nomination yeah. with his name, uh, the stances he's taken. He's going to be able to pull people that aren't maybe, huge Trump DeSantis people that are a little more center. He'll sure. be able to pull them. Um, he's going to give Biden a run for his money and and they're going to have to get real creative to steal it. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't have to before. It was basically sit down and shut up. We'll tell yep. you when it's your turn, Bernie. Yep. It doesn't um, work with RFK. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> That's doesn't not work like work. that. No. Um, and, then, and then on our side, obviously, um, you know, it, it's just Trump has, um, I don't think we've ever seen anything like what he's going through, what's being done to him, what has already been done to him. Uh, and it's so funny because he can be so infuriating um, with some of the, the the silly things that he says and does. Specifically, I will say, like with his his stance on Operation Warp Speed and pushing back scenes sure. and stuff. Yeah. It's like, but that's but that's really that's my really only complaint is yeah. that about yeah. him. And so you're talking about a president who's gone through all the things he's gone through. I have one complaint. Everything else has been fabulous. And he, you know, from the day he announced, or and when really even before that, when he was thinking about announcing the media onslaught and negative press and questioning of character was nonstop from that day until today. Yep. No one has ever taken that kind of barrage or assault no. from media before. I cannot imagine what that does to someone's soul. Um, and you know, how do you get up and continue fighting after? And then, as soon as it looks like you have a victory, they're like, yeah, just kidding. We're going to arrest you now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then know. we're going to arrest you again. And yeah. then we're going to arrest you again. After we impeached yeah. you twice. Yeah, now you exactly, get arrested exactly. twice. Russia, Russia, time. Russia. Right. Yes, and yeah, no one has ever taken that kind of onslaught. And so there's, there's a, there's a part of me that's just like, 
how can any how can anybody compete with that? One, I like DeSantis. The 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 whole Trump versus DeSantis thing drives me crazy. You know that all the Trump guys that are like he's not even a conservative. I'm like, bro, really? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually <laughs> he's extremely conservative. Ones, yeah. But the, you know, and this is not an endorsement, but um, there's there's a there's a part of me that feels like Trump. Well, Trump, the election was stolen from him. So to me, it's like he needs to get his second term. I feel sure. like, right? Yeah. And so, Let me say this. You know, I I distinctly remember a conversation I had towards the end of the president's administration. It was right before the 2020 election. This is a very prominent conservative, but he happens to be never Trump. If I said his name, it would go insane. Yeah. So I'm not going to expose him like that. Yeah. But he's a friend of mine, and we disagreed on how yeah. he you know, didn't support President Trump. And, you know, we were talking, and this is, you know, Trump you know, hadn't had a second impeachment yet. He had just had the Ukraine call on. And he said, oh, you know, Trump makes this stuff up with the deep state going after him. And he, he claims that people are going after him. I said, you think that's made up? You think people really aren't trying to go, oh, no, they don't go after him. So I texted him last week, and I said, so you mean to tell me after this man was impeached twice and he was arrested twice, they're really not going after him? And the Russian exactly. collusion oh, yeah. thing oh, that oh, we yeah. proved with yes. Hillary? With Durham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, my I mean, you're talking about a guy, the deep state is alive and well, and they are yeah. terrified of Donald Trump, terrified. So I don't want to hear another person say to me again that, oh, Donald Trump's making this stuff up. The yeah. deep state's not real. They're not really afraid of him. They are terrified of the man. And the other person they're terrified of, they killed his dad and his uncle. Sure, yeah. Right? So you've yeah. got, coming up on both sides, the deep state's like. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're watching RFK Jr. Hard. And, I've, yeah, and I've said that, and again, here maybe this is where I get my tinfoil hat radical right-winger. <laughs> the same people that killed JFK and RFK are the same people who stole the election from Trump. And it's not sure. the same actual individuals. It's that same permanent Washington it's the same group, bureaucracy, yeah. intelligence I think, agencies, I think when weaponized. we say the term deep state, they're like, oh, you think there's this you know round table of people yeah. meeting? No, no, no. We're just talking about the physical body of the federal government. Yeah. Your you know, three-letter agencies, your, yeah. your groups of people that are just letters. stayed yeah. there. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and so if you walk through any government agency, you ask somebody how long they've been there, it's been like 40 years. I mean, yeah. these people just stay there till they get retirement. But they're, the, all they want is somebody that's not going to call them out. Well, you get Donald Trump in there. You yeah. get RFK Jr. These are people that are calling them out. The deep state is terrified of them for that specific reason because they're calling them out. They're calling their bluff. And you've had you know a century of them not being called out. So when they do, they get terrified. They steal the elections, and they, they take these people out, and you never hear from them again. It's because they're terrified of what they're going to do to them when they get in there. They're going to call them out. Donald Trump called them out when I get in there. If RK Jr. gets in there, he would call them out. Yeah. That scenario, he, they're calling them out. So the deep state's terrified. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we've got about two minutes to wrap it up. Okay. Bold predictions. You go first. What do you think? Who's going to be the re- Republican nominee? Who's going to be the Democrat nominee? Let me tell you this. So I, I told you I, w- I was out of the country for about two weeks. And so I, I took that time off. I took last week off. It was my birthday. So I've taken a little bit of time off. This is my first week back officially. While I was on my, my time off a little bit, not doing any press or anything like that, I thought I could avoid this question of 2024. I had two of my elementary school aid cousins walk up to me separately at different times of the day and go, Brylon, who are you voting for in 24, Trump or DeSantez? It's like, oh my gosh, I can't avoid it. It's like the yeah. golden question. I'm not going to make a prediction, but I do want to point out something that nobody's talking about. Yeah. And it's how incredibly lucky we are as a party to have such a deep field of conservative candidates. Yeah. I mean, literally every single person is qualified and conservative and would do a better job as commander in chief than Joe yeah. Biden. Yes. So we, we would all do an incredible job. Donald Trump would be incredible. Ron DeSantis would be incredible. I'm not going to get in the middle of the infighting, but I will say that I, you know, I, I just turned 17 last week. While I was still 16, I had the honor of meeting with both Trump and DeSantis. So, you know, we, we went through this. We, we got to meet with both of them. They're both incredible people, and I'm excited to see what happens. That's um, Those are my sentiments exactly. I've not gotten to meet Donald Trump or DeSantis. I'm like, I I think they're both great. They're, right? awesome. they're both yes. great Americans. Really, really they're both fighters. Yes. They're both warriors. That's the reason that they bump heads is because yes. they're killing machines. And they're together on yeah. the same issues. I mean, yeah. We, yeah, there's yeah. only a few things they differ on. And, um, so... 
Now, and, and what I do think is and worth noting before we close is something you just said, and, and I've wanted to say this on the podcast, how lucky and blessed are we that we're not going to get fed another McCain or exactly. fed another yes. Romney or fed another Bush or fed another, or, you know, uh, Bob Dole. Sure. Right. Like those <laughs> yeah. days are over. Yeah. Trump ruined that. Exactly. The, the people of, of, of America will never accept another, you know, Nikki Haley um, establishment, uh, Mike Pompeo. And again, these are probably. They're probably decent people, but that's that that's that establishment, oh, yeah. you know, friendly, you know, it's but it's not the populist candidate. And the left yeah. side that's screwed, they've got the DNC that's yeah. really just shoved it, Biden down their throat, yeah. not giving RK Jr. any time of day, just saying no. Biden will be your candidate, Kamala will be your VP. Be happy with it and move on. Yep. And and so we actually have options. We get yeah. to have a debate and have them, you know, kind of go at each other and the, the one that survives is our candidate. Yeah. Well, good stuff. That will wrap up our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> um, Brylan, thank you so much for coming in. Brian, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. 1819 is great, and I look forward to keep reading your newsletter every morning. How can they find you? TheTruthGazette.com is my website. Okay. All of my social media is at Brylan Hollyhan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me everywhere. But the website is TheTruthGazette.com. All the articles, all the interviews are right there, and you can find me there. Brylan Hollyhan. Spell that for him. B R I L Y N. H-O-L-L-Y-H-A-N-D at Brylon Hollyhand, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me there. Boom, there it is. <laughs> we just hit our perfect 40 minutes. All right, guys, that'll wrap it up. Go follow him. Uh, keep track of what he's doing. He's he's comment. We, we really hit the state issues. He's hitting the national issues from an Alabama Gen Z perspective. Go there, follow him, uh, and keep your eye on national politics through a great alternative media source. All right, guys, until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.